Hello, and welcome to Chad's ADHD 365 podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Takeda, better health, brighter future. Hi, I'm Susan Booning, and I'm here today with Judy Bass. We're going to be talking about navigating college with ADHD, preparing for success. Judy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm an educational consultant who assists students with ADHD and other learning differences in finding the right college where they can be successful and become independent learners. Thank you. So my first question is, as an incoming college student, how can I find strategies that work for all my classes with all the different teaching methods and grading procedures? That's an excellent question because it is a challenge for students with ADHD. The first thing I would say is to go to the disabilities office and find out if they offer workshops or one-on-one support. Most colleges for all students in their learning center have workshops on study strategies, test-taking strategies. Some offer coaching. Um, They'll have all kinds of workshops for incoming freshmen for all of the things that are gonna be different. They also will work one-on-one often with a student with ADHD in time management and organization, which would include study strategies. And I find that that's very, very helpful so that the student can be organized and stay on top of their work to have that weekly check-in to make sure that they stay um, in front of their work and not get behind. What can I do if the disability service office at my college does not offer me the accommodations that I need? That unfortunately happens often. And first, what I would say, if you're still in high school, find out before you decide on the college exactly what accommodations can be provided and make sure there are accommodations that you need. You can appeal a decision if you have the proper documentation and you feel that you should be given those accommodations and it will go through an appeal process. However, the best way is to be very clear when you come in to the college the summer before, that's when you wanna meet with disability services with your documentation and sit down and explain what you think you need and have them tell you what they can provide. That's when you know before the classes even start If you do need to appeal, sometimes even a letter from your psychologist will be enough to clarify something in your report, but try to have all of this cleared up and done before classes start in the fall. What study strategies exist that would allow me to be able to balance my social opportunities with my studies? That is the big question for students with ADHD. Um, It is very challenging to not get distracted. So the first thing I would recommend is to find an executive function coach. Many colleges now provide coaches. They either have a fee-based program where you pay for once a week or twice a week for the semester, and it's very reasonably priced. Some colleges offer free coaching, and usually the free coaching are graduate students or upper-class students. And another way to do it is to create a schedule that blocks off every moment of the day. Students with ADHD have a lot of structure in high school. 
They go to high school classes from morning till afternoon. They're there for seven to eight hours and their day is completely structured. Then they come home and there is a certain structure of their family when you eat dinner, when you do homework, when you go to sleep. When you get to college, the only structure you have is when your classes are. So if you have classes two to three hours a day, all of the rest of that time is unstructured time. And we know what happens with ADHD students when there's unstructured time. If an ADHD student wakes up on Tuesday morning and doesn't have class that day, 99% of the time they're like, I can go back to sleep. Whatever I have to do, I can do later because they really don't have that sense of time. However, if they structure their day and have a coach help them, they can structure their classes, plug in breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plug in two hour study blocks, and then plug in free time with all the time that's left. That way they can see when they can socialize and they can see when they need to be doing their work. It's very hard. I'm not saying it's easy for them to stick to it, but that's really the key is making sure that you have that in place. While using management strategies for my academics, how can I keep track of my treatment regimen and know whether it is working for me? I would say that you wanna check in regularly with your professors. One of the benefits of smaller classes is that your professor gets to know you and knows what you're capable of. And that kind of holds you accountable when you know that the professor knows you and you wanna perform well in the class, you wanna make sure you check in with the professor to see how you're doing. It also allows you then if you, aren't, if you are struggling with something, you can ask the professor for an accommodation, maybe a delay in your assignment, extra time, getting something early, as long as you've already gotten it approved, of course. But you have a relationship there. Your professor is likely to say something to you if the professor knows you, like what's going on? Why are you not uh, keeping up? What's going on with you? Another way is to work with a coach. Again, a coach can really help support weekly um, meetings, can help you stay on track. And checking in with that coach helps you know that you're on track. How can I find other support options in my school community? The first thing I would recommend is going to the Academic Resource Center. Every college has one. The name might be slightly different, but it's a place that all students at the college can go to get tutoring, coaching, support. Again, every college has different offerings, but they all will provide support. So the first thing would be to go there. If you do have accommodations and you have connected with the disabilities office, that's where you would go and say, I need a tutor for math. Can you help me find one? If they don't have that option, then you can go to the math department or the English department and ask for a tutor. If you have graduate students at your school, oftentimes graduate students will do a lot of the, the tutoring. The other thing to do is think about virtual coaching. Not every college does offer coaching, although more and more are doing it now. But there are many virtual coaching companies out there that have excellent coaches. And there are just one-on-one -on -one coaches who work with students virtually. Sometimes you can start with a coach in high school, develop a relationship, and continue working with that coach virtually when you get to college. 
And, and even if that's just a transition for the first semester, it's a huge benefit to keep that continuity of working with that person and they know you and they know what you need. So those would be the, the best ways to, to find support. What if I don't really feel quite ready to go to college? How can I know whether I'm ready and what could I do instead of going directly to college? It's very important for students to be academically ready, but also socially and emotionally ready. Emotional regulation, social ability, and academic ability are all equally important. If they're not there, and as we know, sometimes children with ADHD are three to five years behind in social emotional development. So they might be academically ready for college, but not ready for independence. There are plenty of good options that can help your child grow with that extra year. And one of those is, is a gap year. It's called a gap year, but it's really a year of growth. It's a year of learning. One thing I know about ADHD students is they learn more outside the classroom than they do inside the classroom. If they're interested in something, they're going to absorb that information. They're curious. They're going to learn about whatever interests them wherever they are. So parents who are concerned about taking that year off and forgetting what they've learned academically, they're still learning. And they're learning in a very beneficial way, which is hands-on and experiential in most cases. So what I would say is travel programs, uh, internships, work, all of those are ways to develop independence. My recommendation is a structured program away from home, because even with the best intentions, if your child's out all day learning independence and then comes back home, the family typically falls back into the old patterns of however they've been, and the student really doesn't feel that independence in the way that they would away from home. The second place is the transition program. Transition programs are there to help students who might not go to college at all, who maybe need life skills support, or for students who are not just ready to go to college, and they can go to programs that work on life skills, that work on social skills, that work on executive functioning. And also they might be able to take one or two college courses during that time to learn how to ease into full-time college. Even though your child thinks that every student they know is going to college, it's really not the case. More and more students are taking gap year programs and the benefit is that when they do go the following year, they are so much more ready that they don't really need that support that they had before because they've developed that self-confidence and self-esteem that comes from being independent. And that's what helps them be a better learner. As a high school junior or senior, what are some of the things I can do to start preparing myself for college? When you are a junior or senior in high school, you want to start doing more on your own. Maybe take one step at a time. For example, if you're not waking up on your own, you have to start doing that because your parents will not be there in college. You have to take your meds by yourself if you take medicine. You have to get to a point where maybe you start out with your parents putting it out in a tray and then you starting to do it. And then eventually you can take months and months to do this. It has to become a habit and you have to be able to take it yourself. There's no one to give it to you. You also need to know how to do your laundry. 
you should know how to cook, and you should know how to manage money. All of these life skills are important to be independent. The other piece, academically, is to step back and take responsibility for your learning. Once you get to college, you will not have all that scaffolding that you had in high school. You might not have the tutors. You might not have, well, you won't have your parents. You might not have teachers who are as supportive. You are responsible. If you are not able to structure yourself, you're going to need help with that. So the more you do in high school, the more prepared you'll be for college. And keep in mind, you have all the way until May of your senior year to make a decision on whether to go to college or to take that gap or transition year. So my recommendation is if you're not sure, look at college programs as well as transition programs and gap year programs. And that way you have all those options available to you and you can choose whichever one you feel ready for when you're ready to decide. Can I delay going to college even after I've been accepted to a school of my choice? Yes, almost every college will allow you to defer. And in fact, I recommend that you apply to college as if you were going. You also look at the programs. And if you make that decision before May 1st, which is the deadline for submitting your acceptance of their admission, then you can send a letter requesting a deferral from that one college. You do have to select a college. And then you have a plan in place. After your year of taking off for a gap year or a transition year, you will be going to college X. So you won't have an open-ended, what do I do next? There's a plan in place. Oftentimes, however, students outgrow the college they thought they wanted to go to because they developed so much during the gap year that they feel like they're ready for more and they can handle more. And that's okay. The college is holding a place for you in the following year's class. As long as you let them know early that you decided not to attend, it's fine. It's not an issue. But they are holding a place for you, in a sense, reapplying your application for the next year. But yes, it's not a problem to do that. What kinds of strategies can help me with establishing a routine to promote healthy behaviors once I am at college? Try to keep to a schedule of getting up the same time of the day, going to sleep the same time of day, trying to eat healthy meals. One of the things that's very difficult at college is you come into the cafeteria and there is this whole array of foods, many of them carbs. And if you crave carbs and you eat carbs, you're going to get sleepy and then you're not going to sleep well. So eating is very important. Exercising, as we know, is very important. If you have a walk across campus every day to get to classes, that's a good start. Maybe you do some workouts. Um, just make sure that you are keeping focus on staying healthy. If you take medication, make sure you take it every day. You know, you probably know that if you forget to take it one day, then you're in your forgetful mode, which means you'll forget to take it the next day. And that can become a bad cycle. Is there anything I didn't ask that you'd like to tell uh, high schoolers who are getting ready to transition to college about making this change in their lives? Yes, I would say to high school students to really give thought to the best learning environment that you feel works for you, not the best social environment. 
One of the challenges I find with students with ADHD, of course, are drawn to the big football games, the large universities. And if you think about the reason, it's often so you can remain anonymous and not be held accountable. So give some thought to what's the best learning environment for you. There are lots of fun things to do at smaller colleges. Some colleges of five or 6,000 students might have classes of 25. That's still a large number and there are still great sports events and other activities, but be realistic. You want to be successful and being successful means really taking responsibility for what you need to be successful. Not just sort of going in saying, I'm gonna have a great time, but have a purpose for going to college. And if you don't have a purpose yet, that's a good reason to defer for a year. Thank you so much. There's a lot in here for students who are getting ready to head to college. Thank you very much for having me. This podcast was sponsored by Takeda. Better health, brighter future. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chad's ADHD 365 podcast.